Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20-Minute Books, we will delve into the pages of Morality by Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Published in 2020, Morality presents a penetrating analysis of the turbulent social and moral landscape of our time. Rabbi Sachs, a prominent voice in the discourse on ethics, constructs a compelling narrative that traces the intellectual and cultural pathways leading to the deep divisions and crises that characterize today's world. Through his blend of intellectual history and a profound manifesto for moral clarity, Rabbi Sachs sheds light on the origins of societal rifts and provides a hopeful vision for a future founded on justice and understanding. This book is a clarion call for a return to collective moral responsibility, inviting us to reconsider how we live together in an increasingly fragmented world. Author Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, a distinguished scholar and prolific writer of over 30 books, including Not in God's Name, Confronting Religious Violence, and The Great Partnership, God, Science, and the Search for Meaning, brings his wealth of knowledge and experience to the table. As the former chief rabbi of the United Hebrew Congregations of the Commonwealth, he has shared his insights on spirituality and morality across the globe. Morality is essential reading for those feeling adrift in a sea of societal upheaval, citizens who yearn for equity in the political arena, and anyone concerned about the integrity of modern society. Rabbi Sachs offers wisdom for those who seek to navigate the complexities of our times with a sense of righteousness and compassion. Join us as we explore the pivotal insights morality offers for fostering a more harmonious and principled world. Morality Restoring the Common Good in Divided Times. Introduction, Navigating the Moral Maze, a Call for Revival in a Divided World. In a landscape of increasing instability and division, the shifting sands of morality have created an uncharted terrain, begging the question, what foundational values should guide us towards a united future? Morality, Restoring the Common Good in Divided Times by Rabbi Jonathan Sachs offers an insightful exploration into the evolution of moral thought and its imperative role in mending the fabric of contemporary society. Immerse yourself in a thought-provoking journey that bridges the philosophical insights of yesteryears with the urgent needs of today. Rabbi Sachs, armed with a rich tapestry of scholarly knowledge and spiritual wisdom, delves into humanity's historical narrative from the vantage of ancient Greece to our modern dilemmas. In this engaging narrative, you'll unearth the intricate ways in which the force of morality has sculpted civilizations over time and why its pulse must continue to resonate within the beating heart of society. With an eye turned reverently to the echoes of antiquity, Rabbi Sachs shares a vision for embracing a robust moral compass that guides us towards unity through personal ethics and collective action. As we embark on this audio voyage, you'll unravel the profound metaphors of livestock and land that reveal the essence of societal norms, the peculiar way digital landscapes shape our disposition, at times to our detriment, and the awe-inspiring yet humbling realization of science's boundaries within the realm of human values. 
prepare to engage with a text that transcends the pages, inviting us to cultivate a renewed sense of moral responsibility in a world thirsting for harmony and mutual respect. Part 1. Discovering Harmony in Togetherness Amidst the Symphony of Life Think of the majestic works of Beethoven, Bach, and Brahms, composers who dedicated their lives to creating resplendent symphonies. But even these musical prodigies needed an orchestra to breathe life into their scores. Alone, their compositions would remain unheard, silent masterpieces. This serves as a poignant metaphor for the role of community versus individualism in our society. The key insight here is that society's fixation on the individual renders us isolated and vulnerable. In recent times, our culture has championed the narrative of the individual, celebrating personal achievements and solitary success. The evolution of language in pop music is reflective of this, with a marked increase in lyrics that prioritize me over we. Yet this cultural shift isn't limited to our playlists. The way we structure our lives has gravitated towards isolation. Many delay marriage, opt for smaller families, and forego communal engagements. The rise in solo living is particularly striking. In just half a century, the number of singular households in the United States has soared, with metropolitan areas reporting that nearly every second home is inhabited by just one person. This movement towards individualism correlates with an increase in loneliness, an epidemic with stark ramifications. Loneliness is not merely a social ailment. It is intrinsically linked to physical well-being, elevating stress and dampening immune responses. Astoundingly, enduring solitude carries health risks comparable to smoking 15 cigarettes daily. Furthermore, the self-help industry thrives on this notion of individual betterment. Bookshelves and digital libraries are overflowing with titles promising self-salvation. Yet, this inward-looking approach often exacerbates feelings of disconnection. A shift towards communal benefit, an external perspective where one's actions are evaluated through their impact on others, can offer a remedy to this isolation. This philosophy endorses a transition from self-centeredness to what's known as unselfing. Rooted in the tenets of morality, unselfing advises that we embrace a broader perspective, prioritizing shared experiences over individual impulses. As we delve further into this narrative, let's explore the intricacies of why adopting a collective-oriented mindset can be both challenging and indispensable for the sustenance of our social fabric. Part 2. The Digital Dilemma – Social Media's Impact on Moral Behavior Imagine flipping through the contacts on your social media profiles, hundreds, perhaps upwards of 500 names gleaming back at you. These digital ties paint a picture of connectivity, but if you were in a bind, how many would actually lend a hand? For the typical British adult, the sobering answer is only a handful, a mere five, would offer genuine support. This disparity highlights a troubling trend. The relationships we foster online aren't always there when it matters most. Here lies a critical notion. Contemporary relationship norms are undermining our moral compass. The digital age, marked by an explosion in social media usage, has irreversibly altered the way we connect. In 2019, 
billions were hooked to the web, with Facebook commanding an audience surpassing 2 billion active users. This vast network holds a promise for good. Keeping in touch has never been easier, and the access to information is unprecedented. But this coin has a flip side. Adolescence is now marked by a daily barrage of seven to nine hours of screen time at the expense of genuine in-person interaction. Indeed, social media is a double-edged sword when it comes to forging substantial relationships. The curated personas we encounter and the superficial interactions we engage in online often lack the depth found in physical companionship. This new manner of socializing can lead to flimsier emotional attachments that hinder the development of selflessness. Notably, studies, including one from the University of California, draw a stark correlation between heavy social media use, reduced empathy, and heightened depression. But it's not just our friendships that have transformed. The societal bedrock of family has shifted significantly since the 1960s. Marriage rates have plummeted signaling a detachment from traditional frameworks thought to cultivate values of support and responsibility. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs views this as a conundrum, believing that marital bonds hold a crucial role in fostering moral principles. As the reliance on conventional family dynamics wanes and the allure of screens grows, stepping outside ourselves becomes ever more daunting. Soon, we will explore the ripple effects of this evolution and its bearing on communal well-being. Part 3. When Profit Meets Principle, The Ethical Balance in Economy The allure of individualism has been a driving force through the ages, shaping the masterpieces of the Renaissance, igniting the ideas of philosophers such as Kierkegaard, Voltaire, and Kant, and energizing the zealous drive of American innovators. Yet this same spirit, unchecked, has the power to disrupt economies and devastate lives, as seen in the 2008 financial meltdown. An essential insight to consider is that, within the realm of economics, self-interest should be harmonized with moral conscience. The triumphs of our free market economy are undeniable. It has hoisted millions out of poverty, crafted a myriad of consumer products, and has broadly refined our standard of living. Individual effort, fueled by personal gain, has played a pivotal role in these advancements. There's brilliance in the way people acquire new abilities, invent products, and establish ventures, all propelled by self-interest. Yet, it's imperative that this drive respects the greater good. Without this ethical check, chaos ensues. The financial crisis of 2008 is a stark reminder. The cataclysm was triggered by financial institutions peddling shaky investments. Prioritizing profit over consequence, they plunged the economy into turmoil. Their actions led to a few reaping massive gains while countless individuals in the US and UK grappled with the trauma of losing their homes. Such unbridled greed undermines the bedrock of trust and collaboration that a thriving society depends on. This is particularly true when we examine our convictions about happiness. Historically, happiness and goodness were intertwined. Aristotle's concept of eudaimonia embraced the connection between joy and virtue. Today, however, happiness is often narrowly defined as pleasurable sentiment, detached from any moral grounding. This shift encourages the pursuit of immediate gratification over enduring values like justice or integrity. 
be it in our own lives or in the corporate world. To step away from this snare, we must reassess where our happiness stems from. Consider the ephemeral buzz of a new purchase versus the enduring fulfillment of a cherished friendship. Clearly, the latter is more likely to yield lasting contentment. Painting happiness as a pursuit aligned with morality can lead one to enriching, dignified choices that reward both the individual and the community. Part 4. Rebuilding Foundations The Call for a Unified Morality in a Fractured World Open any newspaper, and the headlines are all too familiar. Societal unrest, extremist violence, and a pervasive sense of disillusionment. How did we arrive at such a volatile juncture? The answer may lie much closer to home than we realize, in the very manner we perceive ourselves and our interactions within the collective landscape. The overarching theme here is clear. The fabric of a harmonious society is woven from the threads of a common moral code. The philosophical arena has long been the battleground for differing perspectives on the interplay between state and society. Figures like John Locke championed the idea that the state is a guardian of innate human liberties, while Jean-Jacques Rousseau posited rights as state-endowed, thereby obliging the state to cultivate the common good. In contemporary times, the scales have tipped toward Rousseau's view, placing diverse societal expectations, ranging from financial well-being to emotional fulfillment, squarely on the state's shoulders. Responsibilities traditionally upheld by individuals, families, and communities have been shifted, resulting in a populace fraught with discontent when the state falters in its perceived duties. Trust in traditional political mechanisms wanes, exemplified by a striking 2018 statistic. Only 18% of British citizens trust their political parties. Amid mounting distrust in established institutions, there's the spark of identity politics, ideologies that bind personal worth to distinct demographic markers like ethnicity, gender, or sexual orientation. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs observes that such politics prioritize individual distinctions above shared human experiences, fostering discord in place of potential unity. Religion, with its age-old traditions and unwavering moral compasses, might offer a blueprint for societal stability. Faiths such as Judaism underline the significance of collective responsibility and interdependence, steering individuals away from looking solely to governments or evanescent populist currents for solace. Sachs traces many of the present-day social fractures back to the radical shifts of the 1960s, a period marked by rebellion against established norms in favor of personal autonomy societal experimentation, and the pursuit of liberty through various means. Had society embraced a more measured approach to change, akin to the conservative adaptations characteristic of religion, some current challenges might have been mitigated. In the quest for societal harmony, we are reminded that a shared moral fabric, not just political and economic constructs, is paramount in fortifying the resilience and integrity of our communities. Part 5. Truth, the cornerstone of a moral society. Imagine the scene in 1274 BCE. Ramesses II heralds a grand victory upon his return to Egypt from the clash at Kadesh, while simultaneously the Hittites proclaim their triumph. 
the question of who truly conquered remains an ancient enigma. Even back then, the truth was elusive. But in today's world, veracity seems to be an even rarer commodity. The central message to ponder is this. The foundation of a moral community is the reverence for truth. The art of deception is ancient, yet today we grapple with a reality where truth is an endangered species. Some writers refer to our era as the post-truth age, as exemplified by the misinformation that plagued the 2016 U.S. presidential elections. The concern here is not just the spread of falsehoods, but that emotions and personal convictions often trump objective reality. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs traces a strand of this issue to the rise of postmodern philosophy, which advocates for a malleable reality devoid of absolute truth. In such a world, texts are merely subject to interpretation, and history is merely a collection of personal stories. Such a perspective poses a threat because it erodes the shared narratives needed for a cohesive society. Historically, universities stood as beacons of truth, cultivating a consensus of knowledge. Today, however, the academic sanctuary is besieged by pressures to create safe spaces, resulting in the exclusion of challenging discourse. Though well-meaning, the refusal to entertain uncomfortable ideas is anathema to the free exchange of thoughts vital for discovering objective truths. Disagreement doesn't have to be divisive. It can be constructive when engaged improperly. Judaism teaches us the value of argument for the sake of heaven, arguments anchored in mutual respect, without censorship or admonishment. It's a dialogue where both listening and speaking are held in balance, aiming not to win but to uncover truths. Perhaps the quest for truth will lead us through uncomfortable territory, exposing societal flaws and raising difficult questions. However, by holding truth in high esteem, a society can cultivate mutual trust and weave a more resilient moral fabric. Part 6. Forging Ahead The Vitality of Future-Oriented Morality The Life of Yisrael Crystal exemplifies a powerful narrative of resilience. Surviving the horrors of the Holocaust, he didn't let the profound losses define him. Instead, he forged onward, establishing a new life in Israel and even setting a record as the oldest person to hold a bar mitzvah ceremony at 1.13. Crystal's story underscores a pivotal principle for shaping a moral community, focusing on the horizon rather than the rearview mirror. Our central consideration is this. To cultivate a moral community, we must channel our energies forward rather than dwell on the past. Societal history is marked by imperfections and instances where those in positions of authority have caused harm. Addressing these historical injustices is a moral obligation. Yet it's crucial that such measures aim to foster a brighter future as opposed to solely rectifying prior misdeeds. In contemporary culture, the resurgence of public shaming is a worrying trend. It's an archaic concept rejuvenated by the power of social media. Who hasn't witnessed an individual vilified online for an off-color comment or unpopular standpoint? The digital crowd, swift and unsparing, often acts as judge and jury. Though public shaming offers a voice to those traditionally marginalized to hold others accountable, 
It brings inherent dangers. It bypasses due process, potentially punishing the innocent, and is often driven by rage rather than a quest for true justice. For a moral society to thrive, we must restrain our instincts for vengeance. It's human to want to retaliate when wronged, but such actions merely feed into a vicious cycle of bitterness. Instead, the path forth lies in forgiveness, allowing for contrition and reparation. In the midst of a landscape increasingly fraught with division and hostility, civility must reign, meeting each other not with animosity, but with kindness and understanding. This is the cornerstone for laying down the groundwork of a future that prides morality and inclusivity. In the subsequent segment, we will envision what this principled and promising future could potentially entail. Part 7. Choice and Meaning, the Heart of Human Morality Once upon a time, the Earth took center stage in the cosmos, and humanity stood as the pinnacle of divine craftsmanship. Yet, with the revelations of Copernicus and Darwin, our perceived grandeur diminished. The Earth became one celestial body among many, and humans, one species among the diverse tapestry of life. Despite feeling somewhat demoted, our quest for knowledge shouldn't overshadow the unique attributes that define the human spirit. This leads us to a profound realization. Morality springs from our capacity to choose freely and to forge meaning in our lives. The theories that have shaped our modern understanding have a tendency to present the universe and our place within it as governed by immutable laws. Evolution posits humans as a byproduct of natural selection, a cosmic lottery extending across millennia. Freudian thought suggests our behaviors are underpinned by deep-seated subconscious impulses. Marxism casts our actions as determined by the inexorable tide of economic history. While these perspectives hold value in deciphering aspects of the human condition, they lack in capturing the enigma of free will, a quintessentially human trait. The traditions of Judaism and Christianity remind us that we are not automatons at the mercy of external forces, but rather sentient beings with agency, capable of evaluating our environment and charting our own course. That's where dignity finds its roots. With consciousness comes a mantle of responsibility. We are tasked to interpret our existence to determine what values to uphold and to decide the virtues worthy of pursuit. We stand at a moral crossroads between the allure of individualism and the call to create a collective narrative. On one road, we exist in a world where the I reigns supreme, fixated on personal fulfillment. Down the other path, we envision a world of we, where individual impulses are tempered in favor of the common good. Embracing a shared narrative paves the way for a consensus in ethics. Such a moral framework lies at the genesis of a unified community, a society bolstered by the pillars of trust, collaboration, and a deep-seated respect. Lacking this harmonious code, the social order is at risk of unraveling into chaos. In the following discussion, we'll delve into discerning the most fitting moral code to guide us into a cohesive future. Part 8. Embracing the Spectrum of Morality. The Significance of Choosing a Code. Consider a simple experiment. Present a child with images of a cow, a chicken, and grass. 
their pairing choices reveal the inconspicuous yet profound ways we perceive our world. American children are likely to connect the cow with the chicken, while their Chinese counterparts may associate the cow with the grass. This exercise mirrors the multiplicity of moral perspectives. Just as these pairings differ, so too do global ethical frameworks. Herein lies the essence of our analysis. Amidst the multitude of moral codes, selecting and adhering to one is crucial. Our planet is a tapestry of over 6,000 spoken languages, a myriad of religious beliefs, and an intricate mosaic of cultures. Naturally, this translates into a kaleidoscope of moral principles. What's deemed virtuous in one community might be taboo in another. To navigate this complexity, we turn to the concepts of thick and thin moral codes. Thin moral codes are foundational, overarching principles generally accepted across cultural divides, like the universal agreement on the discouragement of causing harm. In contrast, thick moral codes delve into the specifics, cultural rituals, taboos, and customs that give each society its distinct ethical contours. For instance, while ancient Athenian morality extolled civic duty and valor in battle, Confucian tradition in China emphasizes familial piety and reverence for the elderly. These diverse, thick codes shape not only individual behavior, but the collective ethos of societies. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs argues that while the recognition of different moral systems is important, personally embracing one and integrating into a like-minded community is equally essential. Think of it as mastering a language. Fluency is achieved through consistent practice and communication with fellow speakers. The binding nature of religion historically played a significant role in disseminating moral codes to mass populations. Religious tenets enable complex societal cooperation that might not effortlessly arise otherwise. Take, for example, the Balinese, whose sacred water rituals related to a deity are integral to the successful management of their intricate irrigation networks. However, with the wane of organized religion in Western societies, we're faced with a pivotal question. What fate awaits our moral frameworks? As we progress, we'll probe into the implications of religion's diminishing influence on collective ethical guidelines. Part 9. Uniting for a Moral Renaissance, the Power of Collective Action On what unfolded as one of humanity's most harrowing days, September 11, 2001, the people of Gander, Newfoundland, offered a beacon of hope. Faced with an unexpected influx of over 7,000 displaced airline passengers, this modest community showcased the indomitable spirit of altruism by extending unconditional support. This brings us to an uplifting realization. Through collaboration, we can reignite the moral spirit of our society. In an era where cynicism is rife, where the relentless pursuit of profit seems to overshadow our shared humanity, it is tempting to succumb to pessimism. With the market dominating interactions and the state receding and providing safety nets, the future might seem grim. Yet, we are not hapless spectators to this unfolding drama. The power to steer our collective destiny is firmly in our hands, accessible through seemingly small but profound gestures of kindness. It starts by caring for those around us, by transforming one life at a time. 
Rabbi Jonathan Sachs recalls his experiences as a young rabbi where funerals became poignant reflections on life. Each eulogy centered not on personal accolades, but on the individual's acts of generosity, the compassion they extended to loved ones, and their commitment to their community. These narratives highlight what truly resonates beyond our lifetime. Envisioning a moral future entails a conscious redirection from the I to the we, a sentiment Sachs terms the politics of covenant. It is an ethos which binds us in a collective pledge to one another's welfare. Within this paradigm, the priorities of individuals, enterprises, and entire communities would pivot from self-serving agendas to wholehearted collaboration. Building a covenant-based world is no effortless feat, yet it is within reach. History has borne witness to the monumental impacts of such a politics of shared responsibility from the epical abolition of slavery to the triumph over relentless diseases. Achieving such milestones again hinges on our capacity to care, to uphold our commitment to this endeavor, and above all, to translate this caring into action. Final summary. At the heart of our era lies a crossroads, an awakening to the tumultuous reality that presently grips both Europe and America. As the liberal democratic consensus falters, a torrent of frustration and disillusionment threatens to unravel our social fabric. The erosion of the collective moral underpinnings that once steadied our communities is a significant force behind this upheaval, marking a distinct shift from a culture of we to an ethos of I. This moment beckons us to rediscover and reaffirm shared values and responsibilities. To navigate away from impending crisis, it's imperative that we forge a new covenant, one that champions mutual care and commitment. By cultivating a sense of collective duty, we can rejuvenate the guiding principles that serve as the linchpins of a resilient, morally anchored society. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.